Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Jenna, first, good morning. Great to be with you, the queen of talk radio in America. The left does not want to honor our freedoms, and we have a responsibility to fight back. I love talking about the things of God because of truth and the biblical worldview. Fill that void with a vision that runs so deep that it dilutes the woke agenda. Well, thank you, Jenna. Right from the beginning, I knew you, so it's an honor to be with you, and you're doing really well. Proud of you. Former legal counsel to President Trump. Jenna Ellis. Well, good morning to everyone out there, including uh, those who are somehow proudly calling themselves listless vessels this morning. Uh, That was the big kerfuffle in the news over the weekend. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in sitting down with uh, reporter Will Witt, who is formerly actually of PragerU and um, a good friend of mine, full disclosure. We're going to have him on uh, the program sometime soon to talk about his upcoming new book. Uh, But he's also in Florida. And Will Witt sat down with Governor DeSantis and uh, asked him a variety of questions. But of course, the left and um, sometimes other political opponents like to clip things out of context. And so I want to play for you the entire response from Governor DeSantis. This is cut one. We, we, we have a strand in our, in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread unless you're kissing his rear end. They will somehow call you a rhino. So it's been totally detached from principle and what you actually believe and results. And it's more about, you know, just what faction you happen to do. So there'll be people uh, who are huge Trump supporters, like in Congress, who have like incredibly liberal left wing records that that's really just atrocious. And yet they're viewed as by by some of these folks as like as like really, really good. Then you have other people, you know, like a Congressman Chip Roy, who's endorsed me, Congressman Thomas Massey. These guys have records of principle fighting the swamp that are second to none and yet they will be attacked by some of these people and and called rhinos uh so it's just been totally detached from any type of substance and ultimately a movement can't be about the personality of one individual the movement has got to be about what are you trying to achieve on behalf of the american people and that's got to be based in principle uh, because if you're not rooted in principle, uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, th- that's not going to be a durable movement. So that's the full response. And I'd like to welcome in now my good friend, Congressman Chip Roy, who is mentioned in that comment uh, for his response. And Congressman, um, if you listen to this entire response from Governor DeSantis, clearly what he's saying is that conservatives and the whole movement need to be principled instead of just following a personality and depending on what faction we are in. Uh, we we can't then just say, well, you're my enemy because you support Governor DeSantis and I support Trump or vice versa and calling each other these names like rhinos. We need to all be principled. But of course, the Trumpers, particularly on social media and the left, took this as um, a Hillary's deplorable comment and and basically said, well, he's calling us this name of listless vessels. And that went like wildfire um, across social media, across mainstream media. And I think it's on it's it's very it's very dishonest um, to splice this out of context. So good morning and your response, sir. 
Well, good morning, Jenna. Um, well, first of all, uh, you know, I went to the University of Virginia, and uh, two years ago, I was asked to go give a talk about uh, defending Thomas Jefferson. And the central thesis of my speech at UVA was I wasn't going to be there to defend Thomas Jefferson, the man, the individual, because it's not about him as an individual. Every single one of us, as you know, uh, have fallen short of the glory of God. And so we don't we don't anoint kings in this in this country. We don't do that. We don't bow down and say we're going to put an individual up and elevate an individual. We stand for something bigger than that in this country. We stand for something that is based in principle. We stand on the idea ideas that were articulated in the Declaration of Independence. We stand on the idea that we are all created equal, that we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. And we ought to get back to that, liberty, life, the pursuit of happiness. Those things are under attack, Jenna. Our lives, our freedom, our livelihoods are under attack. And I'm tired of a cult of personality getting in the way of we the people standing up in defense of those core principles, right? We've got someone running for president and Governor DeSantis who has done that. You want to get a balanced budget? He's done that in Florida. You want to reduce debt? He's done that in Florida. You want to have, uh, you know, a, a uh, growth and a growing economy? He's done that in Florida, the number one. And I'm fact, as a Texan, I'm tired of looking at them, looking at their taillights. You know, you want to take on ESG? He's done that. You want to take on DEI? He's done that. You want to take on the corporate hacks like Disney? He's done that. You want to, you know, change the entire dynamic with schools? He's took on the higher ed establishment? He's done that. And here's the most important part. You want to grow the base and win with a mandate? He won by a million and a half votes, 62% of Hispanic voters, 50% of single female voters. Basically, he's done everything that Trump has said he wants to do. And that's the problem. The people that are fully in, in the tank for President Trump know there's one guy and one guy that this country needs to lead this country forward instead of looking backward. And that guy is Ron DeSantis. I'm speaking with Congressman Chip Roy uh, out of Texas. And, you know, there is also another interesting uh, poll for uh, those who do believe in polls. And I think that uh, the Trump camp has recently touted a lot of the polls that are favorable to Trump while ignoring uh, some of the other more concerning polls, like over 65 percent of registered voters are uh, saying that they will not under any circumstances vote for Donald Trump, assuming that that's even possibly true, I mean, even give or take 10 points, then that is an unwinnable general election. And I think that um, for from a conservative standpoint, regardless of whether uh, you are for Donald Trump or you're for Governor DeSantis or you're for any of the other candidates, we all should be, as you very well articulated, before the principles of America and the Constitution. And instead of attacking Governor DeSantis with, frankly, lies about his record, calling him a rhino, calling him, you know, a World Economic Forum, Soros-backed, all of these things that are totally false, we have to, as conservatives, approach this um, from the perspective of realizing who the true enemy is. And I, frankly, am really frustrated with how clearly one faction of the conservative base or what should be conservative is not just supporting their preferred candidate in Donald Trump and articulating why, and their good defenses for why to, why to support him, but 
but they're they're lying about Governor DeSantis, and that is unquestionably not a conservative position. Here's the the, the core and fundamental truth. Um, everything you just said is exactly right. These polls do not reflect what's actually going on the ground, by the way. Uh, Fox News is perfectly happy being able to try to figure out how to advance, uh, you know, the, the candidates that they want to be able to advance to build ratings after they removed Tucker Carlson from the air. They want to pursue that path. Um, the polls aren't the kind of polls that are matter on the ground in Iowa, on the ground in New Hampshire. The people who you know are going to show up, who are going to caucus. Uh, Governor DeSantis has a, has a plan, and he's sticking to that plan and working Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, and grassroots really hard. But here's the real sticking point. You know, this listless vessel nonsense. What the governor is saying is precisely right. The, America is not going to be def- saved. We're not going to save freedom. We're not going to advance the cause for our people by bouncing around, responding to whatever the latest tweet was by anybody. We're not going to do that. We've got to restore hope for a uh, you know, citizenry, for, a, for our constituents, for the American people who are in despair, who don't believe that they're going to be able to attain the American dream. And Governor DeSantis has reinserted the American dream back into Florida, and people are flocking there. It was not Governor DeSantis who locked down our entire economy. Yes, they say, oh, oh, he was a part of the shutdown. Hold on. He was doing what everybody had to do, which is respond to what the federal government put forward when President Trump and Fauci and everybody were basically were saying, we've got to be shot down. We've got to lock down. The governor spun that around and fought, and Florida was open and people flocked there. It wasn't he who gave an award to Anthony Fauci in January of 2021. It wasn't he who continues to defend mandatory vaccines. Governor DeSantis stood up for the people who were hurting. Governor DeSantis stands up and doesn't make excuses. It wasn't Governor DeSantis who sided with Paul Ryan in Washington to block a really good border security bill. It wasn't Paul Ryan. who? I mean, it wasn't uh, Governor DeSantis who did that. Governor DeSantis was fighting that. And what do the uh, uh, people online who are pushing all of this and complaining about listless vessels say? They say, oh, Governor DeSantis was opposed to uh, legislation in 2018 uh, on uh, you know border security. No. He, like the rest of the Freedom Caucus, were fighting the Trump administration who were siding with Paul Ryan, and we never got good legislation to secure the border. I'm tired of lies. I deal in the truth. I'm in a fight every single day in Washington trying to fight the nonsense up here. Governor DeSantis was here founding the Freedom Caucus. He went back to Florida, and he created a haven with people in Florida for freedom. And that's what I'm for. And that's why I'm standing alongside Governor DeSantis. And it makes so much sense. And I, and I love that the governor uh, defended your record and and said, you know, you have other people like, you know, Congressman Chip Roy, who's endorsed me, Congressman Thomas Massey. These guys have records of principle fighting the swamp that are second to none. And um, and I know Congressman Thomas Massey uh, really well. Actually, <laughs> our friendship goes back longer than than you and mine. Um, I almost worked for him uh, actually years ago. Uh, Congressman Massey, he is a proven fighter. He is someone who will stand up for the Constitution, for conservative principles, even if he stands alone and uh, and doesn't have you know a, a clear majority even in in your own party. I mean, these are things that are standing for principle that we need more fighters like this. And for um, for the listeners who've known. 
known my kind of development over this. Um, initially, when the primary was just starting, I was, frankly, um, neutral in the sense that I I support President Trump. I worked for him. I love his record. Um, I loved what he did in office. Um, there are some things, though, to criticize fairly. Um, but then when I saw, and I, and I love Governor DeSantis, and I think he's a great Republican governor. I moved to Florida because of him. And then yet, when there were so many false attacks, I found myself, Congressman Roy, in the position of simply defending the truth of all of these ridiculous attacks against him. And the more that I saw that, the more frustrated I became. And I said, you know, I want to support this guy because he's the one who's getting attacked from all sides. And we have to stand up and defend the truth. And that, to me, we have to come back to that as as Americans and conservatives fundamentally being principled. And that's what the governor is calling out here. He's not call, He's not name calling. He's saying... Stand up and be principled. I mean, we should all agree with that, right? Absolutely. And you just described one of my best friends in Washington and Thomas Massey, um, one of the few guys that I'd consider working for myself. Um, and I'm proud to partner with him on so many things in Washington. I'm proud to be side by side with him in defending Governor DeSantis. And we don't always agree, Jenna. You and I don't always agree. That's not what this is about, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't about, you know, like you said, name calling or trying to go rip people apart because you've got disagreements. It is a part. It is about rallying around together in pursuit of truth. I started this by talking about Thomas Jefferson. One of his famous quotes, you know, was, uh, you know, pursue truth wherever it may lead. Right. That's something that we have to do today. And what you're looking at right now is a very clear record of a governor who has stood up to do the things that everybody else is simply talking about. I mean, with all due respect, you know, I just look at what the, what the state of things is. And our border remains a mess, right? The lockdown stuff remains a disaster for our country. The mandatory vaccines remain a disaster for our country. It wasn't Governor DeSantis who appointed Milley. It wasn't he who, you know, put in place the brass at the Pentagon, who right now are destroying the Pentagon with their woke garbage. Governor DeSantis has been fighting every element of that. He has bled for it. He doesn't need this job. He's not seeking this job for his own self-promotion. He's not seeking this job for his own personal benefit. He's seeking this job because he desperately wants to save freedom for his young children like I do. That's so well said. Our and didn't come to America for America because America didn't exist. A hundred percent. Amen to that. And we got to leave it there. Congressman Chip Roy, really appreciate it. Let's make sure we're always pursuing truth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Well, speaking of truth, sometimes there are consequences for standing up for the truth, particularly if you are a Christian. And Lizzie uh, Marbach, who is the former communications director for Ohio Right to Life, was fired from the entity after a disagreements on social media with Ohio Republican Congressman Max Miller. And this, this is a wild story to me because all that she tweeted was there's no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Jesus Christ alone. That's the truth. 
That's that is a clear, tweetable presentation of the gospel. There is no hope for any of us outside of having faith in Jesus Christ alone. She tweeted this from her personal account. And then Max Miller, who is a congressman in Ohio, uh, then called on Lizzie Marbach to delete the tweet, saying that uh, the assertion violated his religious freedom as a Jew. It was in, an incredibly ridiculous response from a congressman, a complete uh, perversion of what the First Amendment means. And Miller then publicly apologized uh, later on Tuesday after a ton of backlash on social media. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, that's what's required to get people to see their errors if they're uh, then just ratioed on social media instead of recognizing it themselves. Um, but then it got worse because the Ohio Right to Life then fired uh, Marbach two days later. And all of this was uh, covered by our good friend uh, Ben Zeisloft through the Republic Sentinel. And there's a great story um, that is titled Exclusive Christian Anti-Abortion Activist Lizzie Marbach Discusses Dismissal from Ohio Right to Life. So I've asked both of them to join me this morning. So um, thank you so much, Ben and Lizzie. And Lizzie, I'll start with you because... um, how how are you dealing with uh, just the unfolding of this story over the last week that culminated in your dismissal from Ohio Right to Life um, and advocating for pro-life? Well, Jenna, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's definitely been a difficult uh, journey to kind of go through and, and, and work through. But I think uh, my faith in God and, and putting trust in Him that ultimately everything works together for His good, for, for the good of those who love Him. And so I'm just really trying to hang on to that truth, and I'm hoping that uh, my experience and what I'm going through will really inspire everyone across the country, uh, Christians specifically, to stand up, speak truth, and don't be afraid of the consequences. As long as you're speaking the truth in love and you're doing the next right thing, then God will carry you through. And, and there's no reason to you know, be afraid to speak up, even when your superiors or even when a congressman uh, tells you to be quiet. Uh, you know who you have on your side, so you just have to continue to you know, trust in the Lord and, and do what's right. Amen to that. And I completely respect uh, and appreciate that quiet. stance uh, because it we need to trust the Lord and we need to always, through all of our difficulties and circumstances, and I've been talking about that over the last few weeks with my own circumstances. Um, and so it just, it, you know, no matter where we are at as Christians, we need to always use everything for the glory of God and to say we are willing to speak truth no matter what. We are willing to trust the Lord and instead of being anxious in our circumstances, trust so that all things do work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Um, so so Lizzie, the, the background of this, um, do you know Congressman uh, Max Miller or would it, was this just kind of a random thing that he decided uh, to respond to your tweet or is there kind of any other backstory to how this unfolded? And and I think we're uh, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties with Lizzie, so I'll uh, I'll ask Ben the same question because um you've talked to uh, to Lizzie and um, was was there any history there Ben um, Zeisloft that you're aware of that what what led to this dismissal? Yeah, well, first it's great to be here, Jenna. Thank you for having me on again. Um, so what this what, what essentially was was the sort of the final straw in a series of disagreements about social media use between uh, Lizzie 
and a higher right to life. So Lizzie is a Christian, so she likes to share the gospel and, and uh, from her personal accounts and make sure that people know that abortion is murder, and she likes to speak the truth about that boldly. Uh, so a few days before she was dismissed after the Max Miller incident, uh, she and the superior disagreed about her calling a pro-abortion activist a murderous liar. And that pro-abortion activist happened to be advocating for murder and lying, of course. Um, and we obtained some text with their public sentinel showing uh, that disagreement. And, and Lizzie Superior was worried about the tone of the, of the tweet. That was the, the word that kept coming up. So this seems to have been a, a long time coming, um, only not, not because of Lizzie's uh, lack of service or anything like that, but because of the disagreement on philosophy. And that culminated, of course, uh, with her getting on the wrong side of a, Repo- a Republican congressman whose wife was on the board. Wow. So, so, so let me get this straight. A, the Ohio right to life that advocates for pro-life, and I'm assuming from, you know, the, the begin from conception all the way till natural death, um, they were upset at her for saying that abortion is murder. Yeah, that's correct. And in those texts that we obtained, uh, her superior acknowledged that, yes, this person is advocating for murder. He believed abortion is murder. And this advocate was lying about uh, what the policy was that Lizzie and her were discussing. Uh, but they just weren't OK with saying that publicly. I think that was where the difference lied. Wow. And, you know, th- this is just reminds me, Ben, of why conservatives need to stand up a lot more boldly, because if we are advocating for the truth, which is that abortion is murder, I mean, that that is just simply the truth, because life begins at conception. Every human being is made in the image of God, has inherent dignity and worth and a right to life. And if we are not willing to say things that, you know, maybe the left is offended, maybe people who are pro-choice and and who are uh, you know extremists on abortion might get offended. But when did it ever become something that, that we needed to back down from our position and from speaking the truth simply because, oh, this isn't for public consumption? We, we may agree about that in private, but let's not say that publicly. I mean, I, I believe that we should be no different what we say privately in terms of our beliefs, our values, our principles, our faith, than what we're willing to say publicly. I mean, obviously, there are some things in private, you know, if, if it needs to, um, if there's something like, for example, a legal strategy that needs to remain private, or if they, you know, if they have some things that are um, that are private within their organization, but their principles, their values, and their core beliefs, uh, that should be shouted from the rooftops. And Twitter, of course, is a place that we can go and participate in the public discourse and advance those values and and argue, um, not just quarreling, but actually argue and defend why we do believe that and why the science shows and God's truth shows that life begins at conception. And so intentional intervention medically uh, to take the life of a child that is murder. There, there's just no other way to describe it. That is a correct assessment of what's going on. And and yet we have these organizations that are so-called conservative that aren't willing to put their values at the forefront because they're afraid of offending people. Yeah, I think this is exactly right. And I think it's worth noting, too, that Lizzie's tweets were not from the Ohio Right to Life account. They were from her own personal Twitter account. So this is a Christian uh, young lady uh, who who wants to see babies saved in her state of Ohio, uh, just sharing the gospel and recognizing that it's ultimately the the change of heart that comes through uh, the work of Jesus Christ uh, and the Holy Spirit applying that work to an individual sinner's heart that's going to change our nation. 
Uh, and that's, that's what ultimately provoked the final straw in that series of disagreements. Um, a few weeks ago, I tweeted um, a series of quotes from the early church fathers just about their views on abortion. And they were universally crystal clear, whether it was Clement or Augustine or, or all these folks uh, who we all revere, whether we're Catholic or, or Protestant or Orthodox. Um, and they were crystal clear. Uh, both the mother and father are guilty if they're willfully participating in the murder of their unborn child. And we've completely lost that clarity today. And I think there's a few reasons for that. I think Christians, as we talked about last time I was on the show, uh, I just have a dearth of boldness today in the United States. Uh, but it's also true uh, that the Republican Party and, and their apparatuses, uh, which would include Ohio Right to Life, uh, they're under the impression that they need a big tent. And so Christians are donating to organizations like that, thinking that they're there to end abortion. Really, that's not the first priority. It's to uh, advance the pro-life cause, which is not always um, aligned with ending abortion, per se. That's a really, really good point, Ben, is that there are so many Republican or so-called conservative organizations, um, including the, the National Republican Party, that are striving openly to be bigger tent and saying we need to get um, more people to join our cause than they are actually about articulating and defining the parameters of what that cause is. And so we then become willing to compromise our values and our principles and our standards in order to have a bigger tent. And unfortunately, that's a lot of uh, some of these mega churches as well across the country that in order to not offend people and say, we want you to feel welcome instead of a church, obviously you are welcome. That's the the, the nature of a church. You are welcome, but the idea and the organization of a church is not to make sinners feel welcome. We need to speak the truth and speak the gospel of Christ. And I think we have uh, Lizzie back. So uh, Lizzie, you also in, in this article um, are quoted as saying, we're more offended and embarrassed by calling abortion murder than we actually are about abortion being murder. And I think that is so well said. Um, so what is it about this organization, Ohio Right to Life, that is unwilling to say that publicly? Well, I, I think that from the beginning, Ohio Right to Life has made a reputation of being, you know, kind of the establishment organization. Uh, there was almost a, a decades-long fight where Ohio Right to Life opposed the heartbeat bill. Uh, their president, Mike Onodakis, he infamously opposed the heartbeat bill and uh, other uh, things that would have restricted abortion even stronger than Ohio already had. So Ohio Right to Life has, has made it unfortunately clear. And, and it's, it's not everyone that's at the organization, but it's the people that are most influential that are at the organization that are doing this, that they're more concerned with retaining their political influence and their ability to go to these, you know, high dollar dinners than they are in actually ending abortion. And it's just an unfortunate reality because you have people like myself and, and others who are on the board who genuinely care about ending abortion that just become flabbergasted when we see pushback uh, for simply stating the truth, for simply stating that abortion is murder and acting accordingly, that abortion is murder. Why aren't we acting on that? Um, and why are we comfortable with you know taking these small strides or, or these small compromises that uh, might move an inch towards where we're trying to go, but it's not actually saving any preborn lives. Um, and so it's, it's very sad because I, I think that the right to life movement as a whole has been overtaken by this kind of political correctness um, and people who get involved that really just see it as an opportunity to 
raise their own name to build up their own pockets uh, rather than actually fight against murder. Yeah, so so well said, and it is so unfortunate. And um, I had our good friend um, Steve Deese on, I think it was last week, who was saying that exact thing about um, specifically the pro-life organizations. Um, and, you know, and there's some that are really good out there that are that are doing really good work. But for the movement as a whole that is focused more on staying in Washington um, and getting gaining access rather than gaining results. And so from from your perspective and now that this has happened, that, you know, you've now been dismissed over using a, a harsh tone, which which, you know, as a, as a media personality, I find hilarious because, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to at sometimes use a use a snarky or harsh tone to get the point across. And sometimes, OK, it comes across as harsh, but the truth is harsh. Uh, where does the pro-life movement go from here, Lizzie, if we want to genuinely be effective for the truth and be willing to offend, not purposefully, but the truth is offensive. I mean, Jesus even told us that. So where do you see that the pro-life movement should go if we want to be effective? Well, I think that first and foremost, we have to recognize what it is that we're actually fighting against. What is abortion? Is abortion just another political movement that we want to uh, get Republicans on board with to help win elections? Or is abortion actually seen as murder, as an evil, abhorrent thing that's taking place in our society that that we can't put up with? And I think that as Christians, uh, we we have to recognize the urgency of what's at stake. Innocent lives are dying every single day. I'm actually eight months pregnant myself. And so uh, it it really infuriates me to think that the same people who claim that they're fighting against abortion are apathetically allowing people that are eight months pregnant like myself to go kill their their preborn babies. They they don't have an urgency to save the babies like my son that are in their mother's womb they they say no not yet not yet it's okay if we if if those babies get killed because down the line we can eventually end it no we we have to embrace the words of the great reformer martin luther peace if possible truth at all cost we can't be silent on this and 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 this is what the the great christian legacy has been from the beginning since the early church all the way up to the reformers all the way up to uh the original abolitionists that ended slavery um they they recognized what was at stake and and they didn't care about you know political correctness uh they just walked straight into the fire line to hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter and we have to do the same people are dying and this isn't something that we should prioritize strategy or political correctness over i think that there's a, a time and a place for a soft tone but when people are being murdered that is not the time and a place for a soft tone uh that is the time and a place to uh, to call out the evil that's happening with the the urgency necessary of the situation so so well said and i respect and support you uh, Lizzie, you are doing the right thing. Continue to stand boldly for the truth of the gospel of Christ. And I know everyone listening supports you. We'll be praying for you in your next steps. So Lizzie Marbach, Ben Zeisloft, and that piece is in the Republican with uh, the RepublicSentinel.com. And we'll be right back with more on Jenna Ellis in the morning.
Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Welcome back. And we are talking this morning overall about talking about truth and why Christians have to be willing to first and foremost proclaim the truth of the gospel of Christ, but then take the full knowledge of God. And we need to continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of him and take that and apply it in every situation in our lives. And um, for those of you who have uh, still been praying for me and my circumstances uh, with this indictment out of Georgia, thank you so much for that. I've gotten so many uh, emails from all of you. You can reach me, Jenna, at AFR.net, me and my team there. And um, you can go to uh, the prayer page at gibsondgo.com forward slash support Jenna. There, last time I checked, um, about 5,000 prayer messages there. And um, this is this is really where the community of the of God's people and the greater church of the Lord uh, really surrounds each and every one of us when we're going through uh, trials and things like what Lizzie is going through as well. Um, I I so respect her for being willing to stand up and speak the truth and it costs her her job and she is as she said she's eight months pregnant i am praying for i don't i don't know her particular circumstances in terms of where uh, she's going from here but i'm praying for her and we need to support and encourage her uh if you have social media if you have x formerly known as twitter um go to her twitter handle and she has that post uh, that that actually led to the 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 response from Congressman um, Max Miller as her pinned tweet. Uh, so Lizzie Marbach and and I believe that is her handle. It's at Lizzie M A R B A C H, and go and leave her a message of encouragement because this is where the people of God come together and as the Bible admonishes us to grieve with those who grieve and have joy with those who have joy. And and we all should be supporting each other because life is hard. Every circumstance, um, there are so many people who have encouraged me, but I'm also thinking my situation isn't at all the worst of even just personal friends that I know who are going through difficulties and, um, and trauma and loss of loved ones um, in their lives. I mean, look at what's going on with everyone in Maui right now. Um, th- this is incredible to me that the number one story in America right now on mainstream media and particularly the conservative networks is not Hawaii and the absolute tragedy that is going on in Maui and how all of these big companies now are trying to go in and buy up the land and whether or not there's anything nefarious going on there, um, there's a lot of speculation about uh, what may have caused or continued uh, these wildfires. There's now apparently another wildfire in, in Hawaii. Um, there are other fires around the country. Um, now, Hurricane Hillary, which uh, the memes on that are hilarious, I have to say, um, but the, the hurricane that is on the path toward California, and there was an earthquake yesterday. I mean, these are these are things that people are going through. They're losing loved ones. They're losing um, their homes. They're losing so much. And we need to, as God's people, consistently be in prayer um, because in America, we're so used to the blessings of liberty 
And we're so used to God's goodness because we have the blessings of liberty being in this country um, that it's almost like we are in a sense a little bit detached from some of these day-to-day problems that uh, that seem almost impossible to happen in America. But the uh, the the persecution that is coming and is here for Christians. Um, I was I was speaking to a good friend on Breitbart Radio uh, last night and and talking about you know my situation in Georgia, and and saying you know this isn't just just President Trump. This isn't just his lawyers uh, that are being politically targeted. This has happened to. Uh, pastors outside of abortion clinics. This happens to parents who are now being put on the domestic uh, terrorism watch list that are are facing all of these things when they just want to figure out what's in their children's school curriculum and they want to speak to the education board in their community. And now they're being targeted. I mean, these are things that are going on that in real time that we need to stand up. Well, first of all, wake up, but stand up and say, this is not right, and be willing to speak the truth, no matter the consequences, and be willing to say this is un-American, because here in America, we have the blessings of liberty, that we are not in the Chinese Communist Party, where we have no real redress to our government. And, and, and those Christians who are persecuted in uh, across world history and across church history, but even contemporaneously now in other countries where they have to hide out, they have to be the underground churches. That's not America because we still have our U.S. Constitution. We still have rights that are specifically enumerated and protected by our supreme law of the land that we can tell our government, no, you don't have the power in this country to target conservatives or to punish them or criminalize activities like lawyering, like uh, going and preaching the gospel outside of a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic or being a parent going in and talking to your, uh, your child's school board. We still have rights in this country and we still have the right to petition our government for redress. And this is why speaking the truth across the board is so important and and, and and going back now to kind of the first uh, segment with um, Congressman Chip Roy, I wanted to add on to that just a little bit because uh, a lot of you who have, have been with me since the very inception of this show uh, earlier this year in January, so we're um, about eight months in, you have uh, seen the progression in terms of um, my commentary on the presidential election and my thoughts. And I will always be open and honest with you, even if you disagree with me, that's fine. We can all have differences of political opinions, but we should have the same principles and the same foundational standard of God. God is our standard. And because of that standard, we then are principled in terms of how we approach civil government, what our understanding is of good in civil society and our faith must as christians inform our actions and our perspectives and and especially our principles related to every subject matter that we're discussing if it comes to abortion policy for example my faith informs what i champion 
in the pro-life arena because I know the truth of God says that every human being is made in the image of God and has inherent dignity and worth. And so I'm going to champion that because I know the truth and I'm applying it to that particular policy. We have to have a cohesive worldview and we have to have our faith inform every action. There's no split, as my good friend Nancy Piercy says in her book, Total Truth. There is no separation between secular and sacred. We can't be Christians on Sundays and in our homes and then go out into our jobs and the world and policy and politics and act differently. And so as we've seen kind of this arc over the last, uh, just the eight months that I've, I've been here at uh, American Family Radio Network with all of you, one of the things that has most disturbed me about the presidential cycle and being conservatives in the context of this primary has been the overt falsehoods against Governor DeSantis. And and when I started out by saying, I mean, and I know and love and respect President Trump. I worked for him. Um, I think that there are a lot of things that he did really great in his first four years. And for those who support him still, that's great. I think that you can articulate a good position um, and, and even a Christian conservative position for supporting Donald Trump. But what I don't like to see is the support of Trump then being turned around to attack falsely Governor DeSantis. And where I got in uh, on social media was simply saying, well, wait a minute. No, 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 that's wrong. Pointing, pointing out, no, 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 that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That is false against the governor's record, against who he is. And, and in the exact same way that I pushed back for years since 2016 on record, pushing back against the leftist lies against Donald Trump. I mean, they called him a racist. They called him, you know, all kinds of things that were just totally false. They, you know, the, um, all of the, the, the media notions that were spinning or just completely fabricating uh, statements that he made or other things. Um, I pushed back on that. I still push back. And I still defend him against the weaponization of government, the political persecution, and we should. But what Governor DeSantis said about not just being listless vessels following personality, we need to be principled. That is exactly what I have been championing on this show, on my social media, on my Salem Media podcast, on every media appearance that I've been on, at every speaking engagement I've been to, at every moment in talking with friends, that we need to be principled. And we can't just follow a personality so much that we are willing to say false things about another political opponent. Because it doesn't matter if the political opposition comes in the form of the Republican primary or whether it comes in the form of you know, Trump versus the extreme left. We always have to be truth seekers and truth tellers. And so if we are principled, then we can have our preferred candidates, we can support them, but we need to always push back against anything false that is said about them. I champion uh, my good friend Vivek Ramaswamy against you know some of the ridiculous falsehoods and some of these hit pieces that were uh, that were smeared against him. And and there are things that I openly disagree with with him. 
um, like all of you, and we're, and we're still trying to uh, to get him to come back on when he has time. He's on the ground, uh, you know, between Ohio and Iowa and some other places. But um, he will come on soon to talk about his Hindu faith and and how that informs his political perspective, which I think is a fascinating conversation. And I was going back and forth uh, with someone on social media just the other day saying, I disagree openly uh, with Vivek because Hinduism is a false view of God. And I'm willing to say that. Now, that doesn't mean then that I disagree with Vivek on absolutely everything. It means that I am willing to see the full picture of what he supports and champions. And I'm willing to agree with what is true and right and biblically correct. If he is pro-life, for example, that's true and right and biblically correct. I don't care who is saying that, whether it's a Republican, Democrat, Christian, false view of God, because those are the only two options, Christian or something else um, that's a false view of God. If the politician is standing for a good, right, sound, biblical truth, no matter what else they are or what else they champion, then we should support that to, to the extent that we can agree with them. And even if the person is Republican or we support them overall for president or for Congress or for whatever other office, if that politician or that pastor says something that is not in line with the truth of the word of God, we need to call that out and say, no, I disagree with that because I'm principled. We have come to a point in this country where loyalty, insofar as Donald Trump has tried to make this a thing, and, and I disagree with him on this, that where loyalty means that if you support a candidate, you can't criticize them. You have to support their platform 100%, and you have to be willing to go so far as to falsely attack anyone who opposes that candidate. I reject that. That is a false view of loyalty. Loyalty in the context of an American voter, and that's what we all are in this circumstance. We are all voters. Now, when I worked for President Trump as his lawyer, my duty of loyalty insofar the rules of professional responsibility, lawyering, that's a totally different question. And I have remained steadfast um, even to this day with certain privileges and other things um, that are required for even former clients. But in this view, we are all voters. And having the blessings of liberty, having the God-given right to vote in this country, we need to exercise that with a duty of loyalty first and foremost to God, our creator, and then to the U.S. Constitution and the principles of liberty. And we need to remain principled and never, ever think that loyalty means we have to support or reject 100 percent of any candidate. That's completely impossible. And until five minutes ago, conservatives generally understood that loyalty and fidelity to America and to the Constitution meant being discerning and being willing to call out even those in our own party that are not championing the right ideas and the right policy. We can't call Governor DeSantis falsely a rhino. We can't call President Trump falsely a racist. We can't ever be given to the whim of, like he said, whatever comes down on Truth Social or CNN or Fox News or any of these other networks. As Christians, we have to remain steadfast that we are principled. 
So thank you so much again for uh, supporting me. You can always reach me, uh, Jenna at AFR.net. And for those of you who would like to uh, reach out to me, I also do have the Legal Defense Fund available, and I appreciate that. That's givesendgo.com forward slash support Jenna. Thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow morning. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.